Good day, everybody. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast. I am your host, William McGurr. Today is December 30th, and I would like to speak on some intuitive promptings that I've been guided to recognize in the last, uh, honestly, the last week and a half, two weeks, uh, though uh, with a family member partying and picking up some of the chores around the land that I'm further developing, I've been a little bit tied up and I've procrastinated a bit. But today when I woke up, for some reason, I was guided to speak on this. Now, my most recent journey, I was over in the United Kingdom. I left Canada back at the beginning of October on a quest to develop my telekinesis abilities to, I guess you could say, understand and remember not so much develop, but remember the innate abilities that I have with inside of myself for the manipulation of energy and to find my twin flame, true love, or partner, life partner, soul being, whatever you want to call it, uh, to just uh, explore that aspect of humanity and living uh, in a family setting and community and whatever that evolves out to. Those were my two primary intentions. I had one other one, but that is uh, off the record for now. Some of you that know me may know what that is, but I will speak on that at a later point. So when I head over on any of these quests that I do, be it down to South America or Asia or New Zealand or Thailand, Bali, Burma, Europe, South West Europe, Eastern Europe, the United Kingdom, America, Mexico, Central America, wherever it is that I go, I always end up traveling for a primary motive. I always have an intention. I always set my intentions on the full moon or quarter moon, uh, the first quarter moon, which is actually my birthday, uh, and use the energy that's there to try to manifest, to see who I can meet, to see what I can develop, to see how I can explore Earth And find a resonant frequency inside of myself. I've been doing these travelings and searchings inwardly and externally to find balance or harmony, love, self-love, peace, and understanding as to why I'm even here on this planet at this time. I do not understand a lot of the functionalities of this place. I do on a superficial level, but if I get really into it meditatively and I start analytically looking at it like, why are people acting this way? Why are things happening this way? Um, The solution is very easy for me to see. I can read the energy empathically. I could zone in and tune into it. And I just don't really get the whole point of this experience. Why I'm here at this point in time. Why during this great awakening? What is my purpose? So for this quest that I just returned on from the United Kingdom... Two of my intentions, as I just mentioned, were for my twin flame reunion and or to develop and remember that energy that's within inside of myself to reunite me with that frequency so that I may emotionally and magnetically draw my twin flame towards me. And for the development and remembering, more importantly, the remembering of my telekinesis, teleportation, levitation, my abilities to manipulate energy and matter. 
Those were my two primary goals. Now, when I go over to these locations, I generally find places in nature that are known to be sacred, that are uh, on lines or energy lines, dragon lines, lee lines, whatever you're familiar with, in that the electrical grid of the earth, the junction points of positive and negatives or positive positives and negative negatives to do meditations and energy work to facilitate the space to offer energy to the earth herself. The being of earth is a real being. There's a consciousness in the earth. And then there's the superficial consciousness layers of the elementals, of the stone, the sand, and mud, and grass, and insects, and the root system of the trees, and the plants, and the herbs, so on and so forth. So I find these locations, and I do these meditations. So... If you listen to my most recent podcast, the one previous to this one, the practice that I've been drawn to and remembered was to chant OM, highlighting the OM aspect with the lips closed, tongue to the roof of the mouth, allowing the vibration to hit the vagal nerve and shake every single cell in my head and my body. But more importantly, to remember my intentions that I set out with, at least I thought this was more important, until I started drawing the six-pointed star, a pyramid up and a pyramid down overlapped on top of each other, forming a hexagonal pattern in the middle with six triangles pointing out three on the top, three on the bottom. You can Google search this if you're a little bit lost or confused there is a three-dimensional structure of this symbol and it's an eight-pointed star and if you get into the higher consciousness levels 5d 6d it is actually a nine-pointed star the two invisible flat ends of the pyramid the bottoms the base those compress in together and in the middle of the structure there is a focal point which in my opinion is the center point and basis for all of our reality, our physical reality that we're experiencing, and more importantly, that we are all co-creating together consciously or unconsciously, depending on the information and where our awareness is drawn to. Media, friends, gatherings, nature what we perceive to be positive, what we perceive to be negative, whatever it is. Now, I was doing this practice over and over and over again. I went all over the United Kingdom. I went down to Cornwall. I was in uh, Burley Forest. I was at Glastonbury. Is that every sacred site in between a bunch of stone circles went all the way up into Scotland, went up into the Orkney Islands, went to a church, some random old abandoned church over on the side of a road in the middle of nowhere that I was guided to go and stand doing my practice, and I was profusely yawning. The one key thing that I recognized was my consistent guidance back to the tour in Glastonbury, United Kingdom. Now, this was really important. The energy at the tour is, bar none, some of the most powerful inspirational, transformational, loving, higher vibrational energies that I've ever experienced in my life. And I've gone here numerous times before. I've visited this site 
four years ago and eight years ago, but I was never able to pinpoint and really walk into the energy. And on this journey, for whatever reason, I ended up the one month period that I was traveling around the United Kingdom, I was back there four or five times, maybe even six times. The day before I left for my flight out, I ended up driving back there out of the Burley Forest, which is a magical place to begin with in and and of itself, to go and experience the land, primarily the Tor Mound, before leaving. One of the things that I'm now just realizing, this is taking me two and a half months to process from leaving. When I was atop of the Tor, I was doing my practice, like in the previous podcast, the chanting of Om, drawing the symbol with my hand, drawing it in the mud in the grass in front of me, and visualizing it in my mind's eye, feeling it in my body, offering it to the Tor, allowing it to rise up from the Tor up through me, so on and so forth. Whatever I could envision as being a therapeutic practice of giving, offering, and receiving I was doing this over and over and over and over again. And upon doing this, I had immense embodiments of energy, I guess you could say. Yawning. My eyes were tearing up and watering like somebody sprayed onion juice all over my face. Maybe not with the pain, no stinging, but my eyes were profusely watering. And there's moments... I kid you not, where it was overclassed and cloudy and grimy and just a different type of vibration. And when I opened my eyes 10 minutes later, it was beautifully sunny, 10 degrees warmer, vibrant. The sky was a different color and magical, so on and so forth. During all of this, I was always coming back to my intentions as to why I headed over to this quest in the first place for my twin flame and for the remembering of the energies of telekinesis, levitation, manipulation of energy, so on and so forth. I never really understood. I never had any crazy rememberings. I had a lot of shifts in my body. I had a lot of purging of my cells at certain points, at certain nadis or meridian lines or junctions uh, that I've been aware of or that I know of just from certain research and study of the human body, the anatomy of our body and the meridian points. And I could feel different things happening, but I never had a really amazing breakthrough. At least I didn't think so. And I was a little bit frustrated Like, I've been doing this now for four years, five years, trying to align myself to draw forth my real twin flame, my my destined partner when I'm following my heart's calling and serving humanity for whatever uprising of intuition and development and love, self-love, so on, based on all of my experiences, right? And one thing that happened... Like this is the most important aspect of this story, and I'm kind of cutting a lot of stuff out. If there's anybody out there that is really interested in the full details of this story, please reach out to me, and I will be more than happy to do a full podcast 
almost day by day of everything, the amazing energies and stuff that were happening. But one thing that did happen, nearing the ending of my journey, within the last week of my travels, I was back at the tour one more time. I was up on side of the mountain. I think it was on a full moon. Uh, the day before, it was the full moon. The full moon eclipse that happened at the uh, end of October, beginning of November, uh, in and around that time. Might have even been the middle of November. Maybe I was there a little bit longer than I remember or that I thought. And uh, from this, I walked down the tour. And I was on cloud nine, I guess you could say. I, everything was psychedelic in its appearance. The grass, the trees, the wind, the air, the smells, the, the colors, the frequencies, the other people visiting the tour on that day. Everything seemed heightened. My awareness, my my ability to perceive the surrounding environment was greatly heightened from sitting and chanting Om, which I did, unbeknownst to me, for about three and a half to four hours. Now, it sounds like a really long time, and I can tell you right now, honestly and truthfully, it felt like it was 20, 30 minutes for me at the very most. I was planning on chanting Om and then doing a little bit of yoga and then doing a, a heart-mind balancing meditation and using that six-pointed star. So this time goes by and I realized it's getting late and I had other ideas and intentions that I wanted to push forward. So I started to make my way down the hill barefoot. Everybody thought I was nuts. Though there were a few other beings that were barefoot as well, seemingly unconsciously or knowingly that walking and absorbing the energy of the earth, especially from the tour on that full moon eclipse, was immensely powerful. The exchange coming off of our electrical bodies going through the feet into the earth herself was amazing. Now, I'm getting back to it. As I went down the hill, I walked by two beautiful women, one blonde, one brunette, and it is like time slowed down, and for a second, when I looked over to the left, I saw the blonde woman's eyes as crystal blue, electric blue, big Big irises, beautiful blue eyes. Now, as it turns out, she does have beautiful eyes. And they're bluish, hazel, greenish, and they kind of kept on changing color. And maybe that's because uh, a witchy aspect or some of her own frequencies. But that glimpse that I saw was, bar none, something that I've never experienced before. Before I left on this journey, I got the intuitive messages as well from some of my spiritual guides that I would find community on this trip, that I would find like-minded individuals that are kind of on this quest, that are on the path of helping themselves, 
helping others, developing their abilities, curating their talents, and figuring out how to use it for the betterment of humanity. I didn't really think about this when I saw this woman. I stopped. They stopped. They kind of paused. They whispered something to each other, almost like it was a knowing of the crossing of our paths. And I turned around and instantly something, it wasn't me, said, where are you two from? They said, from New York and from Germany, but the UK. I guess the one with the blue eyes, the blue eye uh, vision, I guess you could say that I saw, or the, the root of their energy, of her energy. Uh, she was from the United Kingdom and from Germany. Now, I was always told, and I've been guided to really understand that through my own practice and through my own meditations, that my twin flame is going to be a makeup of my sign, a Leo, somebody that has processed and gone through all of the egoic sheddings of that absorbent energy that is passed on from generation to generation, from traumas of their own uh, learning lessons, so on and so forth. And now this woman was born in August, Leo, yoga, plant medicines, world traveler, does everything that I do. Literally every, almost every single sign. Now there's a two or three things that were missing in this. And I knew it, but I was confused by it because I was not in my heart at a certain point. And one of the biggest struggles of my life is finding balance in my mind not allowing my mind to overtake and make judgments or decisions without consulting or allowing my heart energy, my true vibrational frequency from within to resonate the truth of the matter. And uh, we talked, we walked up the hill, they mentioned an egg, which I, I was somewhat familiar with, but I've forgotten about, walked up the hill with them, spoke a little bit more, and we kept in touch, and we both went on our way, or all three of us. Those two went on their way. I went on my way after going back into uh, Glastonbury Town. Now, I thought ignorantly, in an egoic fashion, that this is a high potential that it's my twin flame. And it's not. But, why the blue eyes? Why the similarities of the traveling, of the oil botanical company, the creation of products, the creation of better quality, higher vibrational services and end-use products for people to explore and, and use? Why the yoga? Why the plant medicine? Why vegan? Why into sound healing? Why all these similarities? I pondered on this for quite some time, and it was frustrating. I thought possibly this was the one, but it isn't the one. When I left on my travels and I arrived in Portugal, I took a uh, taxi off-site from the airport when I walked around the corner from the airport in Lisbon, there was a girl at a bus shack. 
Now, I was chanting Om and doing my six-pointed star meditation and visualization on the airplane. I did it when I came out of the airport, trying to decompress from all of the interesting energies, you can say. And when I booked my Uber and I walked down off-site of the airport, went to the pickup area near a gas station, there was a woman standing there at a bus shack. I walked by her, looking in everybody's eyes. I, I look in everybody's eyes now. Eyes are the key to the soul. Lymphatic iridology. You can see where they are in their journey. And there was one girl standing there at the bus shack out of dozens of people that I was walking by. And I saw the blue eyes again. And I was really, really fucking confused at this point. One, I thought that the beautiful woman that I met on the side of the tour was destiny and fate. And it is. But it's not for what I was hoping for to manifest. I seamlessly allowed my mind and ego to take over on this. When I saw those blue eyes again on this other woman, I was very confused. I knew it was important, but then I also realized and confirmed the quiet little voice in my head telling me over and over and over again that the woman that I met in Glastonbury at the tour was not my twin flame. Not the one that I would be spending my entire life with, or a portion of my life with, or that visualization of my highest embodiment partner that I could have. So I kind of ignored it. I made a mental note of it. I went over to the Azores and my journeys continued. I did a lot of my work on the earth, my play, I guess you can say. I did a lot of my meditations. I was dancing around sticks that some people put into a beach on random energetic lines that I was using my dousing rods to find. Uh, and I was trying to allow that yin playfulness to rise within me to embody it, to allow for all of the energetic shifts and upgrades that had been taking place for the month period when I was over in the United Kingdom. I'm now here back in Winnipeg, Manitoba, Canada. Well, just outside of Winnipeg, but in Manitoba. A woman, a, a good friend of mine, a colleague, you can say, down from Cancun, sent me a very interesting video. Now, if you've listened to some of my other podcasts, you know that I follow number signs. And I believe I've talked about this. If I haven't, then I will be making a podcast following this about numbers and the importance of the external reality guiding us when we are uh, seeking for higher truth. This video was 9 minutes and 09 seconds. For me, this is a number that I've been seeing when I'm being prompted to help people to choose the better choice for their evolution. To choose out of love and understanding and compassion for their families and for others. Now, this instantly piqued my interest this morning. And this is, thank you, Erica, for that video. What is inspiring this podcast? I've debated on talking about this uh, for a good 
uh, two weeks or three weeks because I was not really sure if it's something that I want to put out there, but I feel like it is really important. And there's some people out there that may find this very interesting. That video went on to highlight how beings at a certain frequency were invited, some were chosen, some volunteered to come to earth at this time to participate in the awakening of earth. Earth being in a state of separation and anguish greater than it ever has, greater than any other planet ever has ever in the cosmos. Now, there's been beings coming here for a long time, adding a bit of energy here and a bit of energy there, allowing for the uh, the rememberings and the awakenings and keeping the balance, keeping the harmony of Earth herself so it doesn't go into utter chaos and completely collapse and turn into a dead planet. There seems to be more of these beings arriving here. Now, why is this important? The blue eyes that I saw. The second I was watching this video, and I'm getting goosebumps up the back of my spine right now, up into the top of my head. I can feel the energy going through my system. For me, the second I watched this video and I got halfway through and my eyes were tearing up, knowing and resonating that it is the truth, I knew that those blue eyes that I were seeing were markers and indications of beings that I am in direct relationship to at a higher state of consciousness in another dimension or another reality that all volunteered, part of the same group, part of the same team. Call it Octurians, call it Pleiadians, call it star beings, call it whatever you want to call it. I know without a doubt in the back of my mind and within my heart, now I fully understand what the blue eyes represent. And they are markers. In this video, it explains how when people start to awaken, you will find the people that you are meant to work with and be in alignment with to form new communities, new relations, new conversations to strengthen that grid as it awakens. And those blue eyes, I believe, are one of my opportunities to seize the connection that is possible, the helping and remembering of these uh, older truths that are resonant within our very DNA that are starting to come to light right now. This was a very profound realization for me. I kind of pondered on this before, but I doubted it and I didn't listen to my intuition. I wasn't really paying attention. And now that I saw that video, though I've seen this and heard it numerous other times before, the fact that this video was nine minutes and zero nine seconds. And for the last two and a half, three weeks, I've been seeing 909 on license plates. I look at the clock at 909. I see a sign on a wall. I see a phone number. I see somebody's shirt, whatever, over and over and over and over again. It's almost like it was the catalyst to this moment, this very day, to that video that was sent to me last night by my beautiful friend down in Cancun. And it's a great awakening that just happened inside of my head, inside of my heart, inside of my very being. The point of this story that I really want to highlight 
for all of you that are doing your own inner revolutions, that are choosing to evolve, that are forming communities with like-minded individuals, that are trying to provide truth and knowledge to allow people to make discerning choices that are for their highest good, for their highest happiness, for true love of themselves and their families. We are out there. We are all part of the same tribe. Maybe we didn't come from the same star system. You will find your community if you open your heart and you allow it to be possible to recognize these frequencies. To recognize these vibrations that are now turning on that it seems like many individuals want to suppress on this planet. For me, those blue eyes, very, very powerful indications. And now any moment that I see somebody with that same structure of I, they are going to become my best friend and I'm going to collaborate with them to the best of my ability and provide help and support and guidance and hopefully maybe even receive help, support and guidance, inspiration and unlocking of my own frequencies, of my own DNA, of my own understanding of my my true innate gifts. I haven't had what some people are claiming to have had their great awakening to their power, to their innate abilities, to see the truth of who they really are. I am wishing and intentionally doing yoga and breathing and chanting to open this up, to really have this, to be able to speak truthfully from it. And I feel like this is one of those steps. Sharing this story for any of you that might have been walking by somebody on the street and all of a sudden you saw glowing blue crystal electric blue eyes, maybe a little bit bigger than the eye itself, maybe a little bit smaller, maybe blue and then it just went back to green or hazel or brown. My friends, we are meant to connect and collaborate and unify. We don't need to do this in person, though it is important to do it face-to-face. To rebond those energies and almost do a ceremonial chanting, yoga practice, some laughter, some playfulness, and activation of that remembering of who we really are. And now, even saying this to you, speaking about this, I'm realizing that this is part of my great awakening and that I'm starting to actually remember who I am or where I'm from. And though I can't put words to it, the blue eyes is a definite marker of this transition, of this vibration, of this frequency from my pineal, from my pituitary, from my thymus, from wherever it is, from every single one of my molecules in my body, every little mini black hole there's something that is now remembering this truth. And if I allow and focus on and speak about it passionately and truthfully, trusting that those out there that have had these experiences feel this, well then maybe my community will grow. Maybe your community will grow. Maybe we can collaborate We are responsible 
to use our innate abilities and gifts and intuitive promptings to create what it is that we want to see. There's a lot of people out there preaching love and light, love and light, love and light. Well, guess what, folks? The seeds don't grow in the sunlight. They grow in the darkness as well. They grow in the shadowy shade, the void where the germination takes place. And even after it sprouts up through the top to gain the sunlight, the roots stay in the darkness for the majority of the plants and trees. And yes, there might be one botanical or a few botanical species that don't require to be underneath the earth. But why would you be making that justification? There's an opportunity for us to seize this moment. And any of you out there, my long, unknown friends, I invite you to reach out to me if you've had this experience. Get in touch with me. Find me on Instagram, William underscore McGurr. DM me. Email me at info at twopeacocks.com. That's T-W-O-P-E-A-C-O-C-K-S dot com. I want to meet you if you've had this experience. Now, I want to close with something that I've never shared with anybody. And I had a uh, powerful understanding and a very upsetting revelation that was clarified to me about a year ago, nine months ago, when I was on my travels in Mexico. And I'm going to keep this almost like a riddle and very vague to the extent of only a very small selection of you will know the truth of this. And for me to speak further on it, you will have to provide the answer for me to get in-depth and speak about it. And it will only be done in person, not over electronic devices or any other type of monitored system. My dream my lucid dream that I was traveling into. When I looked over my left shoulder, or it might have just been to the left slightly, there was a, a calling. And all I could say is that there's a silver, white, electric, vibrant frequency energy cord going from the bottom, going up to the top, of the spectrum of what I could see. There's no roof, there's no ground, there's no trees, it's kind of just a field of energy and energy is kind of around it. I grabbed this with my left hand. And when I grabbed this, all of a sudden, it's like a secret encoded message opened up and there was a meeting of my tribe. And I got in just at the right time, I lucidly had to say, what happens if I grab this cord? And I grabbed it, and boom, instantly I'm in the room with the other individuals. And they were talking about it being a sad day. This was a marker where the original 24 were now reduced. That is the riddle. So, for any of you out there that resonate with this, I will know you. 
you can try to guess, you can pretend, screw around, whatever. I will be able to tell the second that I speak with you. And once I'm in person with you, I will know the truth of the matter. So please don't waste my time on this if you are not truthfully resonating with this dream, meaning you did not have this dream, this calling, this tuning. You might not have been sleeping. It could have been a meditation. You could have been in a deep trance. It could have been a day vision. I'm not sure how it was presented to the rest of you, but for me, a lot of my channelings happen when I'm in my sleep. I'm never in my body. I'm always traveling. So the riddle is, when I tuned in, there was 24, and it's a sad day. So what is the answer to this question? There's a solid group of us out there, and all of you, if this doesn't relate to you, it doesn't mean that we're not meant to work together. It doesn't mean that we are not family, that we're not one. I do believe on different levels of this existence that we all have our tribe. We all have our community. We are all here for different adventure and different enchantment, for different life lessons, for the experience of humanity during the greatest awakening that's happened in 500,000 years with intelligent life on the planet. There's always been intelligent life here, but in terms of humanity and the, the avatars that have been created from the DNA of dozens of species from around the galactic cosmos, this is one of the most transitional moments. And we all have our respected tribal community. You will find yours if you ask for it and you intentionally put your awareness onto it. You will meet them. So I offer this out there for any of you that this resonates with. Get in contact with me. Please and thank you. I look forward to speaking with all of you. Any of you that feel free to message me, I'll be more than happy to speak with you. That is my story for the day. The blue eyes for me is a very powerful, very powerful symbol of my awakening and alignment and my discovery of like-minded individuals. It's unfortunate that I'm now recognizing this now and not earlier, but better late than never. And better for me to put this out there with love and gratitude to those who may hear it so that eventually, at some point in time, through the miraculous, unknown, unseen, unperceivable functionality of this universe through the flower of life, somebody may hear this. And you will know the truth of this story through just listening to the words that I'm speaking. I look forward to speaking with any and all of you who feel so inclined to want to choose a better earth, a better world, and seek that hidden, unknown knowledge and gifts that we all carry with inside of ourselves. Thank you very much. Until the next time, I am 
infinitely grateful for all of you. And I send you blessings, love, and gratitude for your attentive awareness.